0: Hello, everyone. My name is Winslow Dixon, and I'm going to be doing a webinar this evening representing the Adrenal Alternatives Foundation, which is a foundation started to advocate and educate adrenal patients and their families. We represent secondary adrenal insufficiency, Addison's disease, congenital adrenal hyperplasia, and post Cushing's patients. So I just wanted to do this webinar to honor um, our friend Christy. She was a dear friend and just a wonderful person that we lost in the adrenal community this past week. And if anybody had the privilege of knowing her, you know that she was such a bright, brilliant light and her passing was certainly um, devastating to a lot of us. And we wanna do this chat to honor her. Um, We really wanna focus on her life, not so much her death because she fought very hard until the very last day. I was honored to, to know her and I got to speak with her during the last week of her life. And I can honestly tell you that she was a brilliant spirit and she fought so hard, very, very, very hard. And up until the end, she she stayed positive and she she just, she was a brilliant light. So we're going to do this topic um, in honor of her. So Christy, we, we love you. We know that you're flying high with the angels and that you are watching over us. So this is in honor of you. Our topic this evening is, can adrenal insufficient patients ever go off of steroids? And this is a big topic in the adrenal community because I know that there's this term floating around that a lot of our endocrinologists put on us, and a lot of, a lot of you have mentioned it, that it's called steroid guilt. So I want to kind of explain this term. Steroid guilt is where um, a physician or a family member or even yourself can make you feel bad for your need for steroids. And all of us know that steroids have side effects. I can tell you firsthand that steroids have given me lovely side effects. Before steroids, I was a petite little 115 pound little, um, I had sandy blonde hair then, I dyed black now. But anyways, I was little cute blonde with a figure and. Uh, after the steroids, it was like the weight came and then I was over replaced on tablets because I wasn't absorbing it. So I ended up with um, Cushing syndrome. So I had the major weight gain. I got the purple strie, And as you can see, all that happens with steroid use. Unfortunately, um, a physician or a family member, or somebody may look at you and say, "Oh, well, you know, you're this sick because you're on steroids, or you need to just get off the steroids." And there's this steroid guilt. So I want to address that today um, because that's definitely an issue that we need to talk about with the steroid guilt. Steroids are necessary in the treatment of adrenal insufficiency, and let me tell you why. Because When you have adrenal insufficiency, obviously you know that your body doesn't make cortisol. Well, here's the tricky thing, is that adrenal insufficiency is a unique disease because it is not one that you can just take a pill, set it, and forget it. You are trying to replicate a body system. You are trying to artificially do something that your body does 24/7. Cortisol is used in basically every body system. It's used in your heart, your brain, your stomach, your everything. It's in just about every cell. And so when you don't have adequate amounts of it, or if you have too much in the morning or too much in the evening, when you don't have the adequate balance of it, you're not going to have the quality of life that you need. And so this is where adrenal insufficiency is a unique disease because it's not just take a pill and go. It's really, you have to figure out what your specific body needs to do and what your specific system needs to handle. So I know that there were a lot of things that after Chrissy passed away and I I have reached out to the family and our condolences are there, but I know that the last, um, one of the last things she said to me was she was in a lot of pain and she had, um, she had a lot of infection and sepsis is in fact what ended up taking her life. And um, with adrenal insufficiency, it's so imperative that you give your body what it needs, especially when it's fighting certain things. Um, If you have any excess pain, if you have chronic pain, if you anything that your body is trying to battle and manage, you're going to need a steroid replacement for that. And textbook endocrinology sits there and says, okay, well, somebody can take 20 milligrams a day. They're fine. Well, each person's different. Take, um, I'll give you me as an example. I have also a chronic kidney stone disease. So my, I have a kidney disease. So I have chronic kidney stones, which are very painful. And my steroid dose is probably higher than most people's. I am on 40 milligrams a day. My endocrinologist doesn't like it. And, but that's just what I have figured out functioning at. And post getting on that dose, I can go out to the store now. Now I'm not running marathons or anything by any means but I'm not stuck in bed with a constant migraine from low cortisol. You have to assess your specific steroid need. So that being said, let's go back to the original question. Everybody wants to come off of steroids. Everybody has this dream and adrenal insufficiency of, oh, okay, well, my adrenals will just come back and they'll resurface and you know it's, they'll come back and I don't need steroids anymore. That's the dream. Well, can that ever happen? So I'm gonna answer this question. Um, determining whether you can come off with of steroids, you really need to assess what type of AI that you have. If you're a post-Cushing's patient and you've had your adrenal glands removed, I can pretty much say that safely that they're not going to come back, obviously, because they've been removed because you were a Cushing's patient. Um, with PAI, which is primary Addison's, um, that is an autoimmune destruction of the adrenal gland. That is where your own body has attacked the adrenal glands itself um SAI is the secondary adrenal insufficiency and there are many different causes of that pituitary issues and all that um there are documented cases of people that have been diagnosed with SAI which is secondary um to have come off the steroids if it was caused by steroid suppression so that's people that have been on steroids for say like rheumatoid arthritis or asthma or something like that and they've had adrenal suppression there have been documented cases of those adrenal insufficient patients being able to come off of it because their original problem was caused by steroids. So that's in that category. There's also um, uh, tertiary adrenal insufficiency, which is when the hypothalamus fails to trigger the um, pituitary gland, which fails to trigger the adrenal glands. So that, and that one is so rare, I think there's only like 40 cases in the U.S. right now, But you really need to determine what type of AI that you have before you ever even consider coming off of steroids. Because, like I said, if you're a post-Cushing's patient and you have had um, an adrenalectomy, they're not coming back. So I would definitely, definitely discourage anyone who doesn't have adrenal glands from coming off of steroids. I'm not saying there aren't medical miracles, and I'm not saying I'm a doctor or anything, because I'm certainly not. But my concern there would be, i would be very wary of that so determine what type of ai that you have after that if you if you have determined that your ai may have a chance of adrenal you know recovery or whatever you need to find a decent endocrinologist which let me tell you was a needle in a haystack um i was fired by my endocrinologist once they found out i was in the pump they told me that that was alternative therapies and they don't support that. So um, finding a good endocrinologist is the, the second thing that you need to do if you're trying to come off of steroids or even attempting. And really, if you have AI, you need to find someone that knows what they're doing. Um, that being said, if you have this good endocrinologist, they need to test you frequently with a slow taper. Because if you try to come off of steroids cold turkey, even if your adrenals have a chance of recovering, if you do it too quickly, you're going to end up in adrenal crisis and it's gonna set you back. And its I don't wanna see anyone go through an adrenal crisis because it's terrifying and its it's very damaging. So please find a good endocrinologist. And if you're going to try to taper, do it very slowly. I have a video on my channel on how to taper and how to do it slowly. I came down all the way from 100 milligrams to 30. I'm back to 40 now. But be very, very careful. Work with your care team. And also get, and this is, this is my opinion, but the ACTH stimulation test is the test that's, that checks your adrenal function if you are trying to awaken your adrenals you need to have that testing done frequently to see if they are having progression because if you're consistently failing an acth stem and you're still trying to go down and go down and go down and you're still failing it i i am i'm sorry to say that if you failed it as many times as i failed it which is i've taken that test eight times and i've never my adrenals have never reacted if you are trying to taper and you're just getting worse quality of life, and your adrenals aren't functioning, you need to say, okay, I'm going to cut my losses, and I'm going to not let somebody do this steroid guilt to me. So let me just preach this as much as I can. Quality of life is the goal. I don't care what the endocrinologist says. I don't care what, you know, family member whatever says. Your quality of life is what matters with this disease. And if you have constant migraines, if you can't get out of bed, if you can't shower, if you feel terrible, if you just, if you're so miserable in life, you don't even feel like it's living, you need to assess what's going on. I have been there with this disease. I have been there where I was so sick and so awful. I couldn't hold a spoon. I couldn't put pants on. I couldn't shower. That shouldn't happen to people, especially not in this country with as many resources and things that we have. So I would just caution you that quality of life is the goal. How are you feeling? Not just physically, but emotionally. When my cortisol is too low, I'm a crying mess. And I have more physical pain. And it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not about a number. There's no textbook of, yes, this is 20 milligrams a day for these people. It's not that. This disease is very specific to how your body is, because everybody has a different circadian rhythm. Yes, you know, because some people can work third shift and have no problem. Some people are early risers, some people are night people. That's just the way that it is. We're all unique, we were all created differently. You know, whatever you believe, we are just all different. And so if you don't have quality of life, you need to assess things. And there are many things you can assess with this disease. What steroid are you on? Prednisone did not work for me. What has all worked better? The pump works even better. Um, you really need to just assess those types of things. There's dexamethasone, there's Reyes, there's all kinds of options for steroids. That's the type of steroid. And how you're taking the steroid is also very imperative. Circadian rhythm dosing is the key to life and everybody has a different variant of that. I found that when I first got on the pump, I did, um, I did circadian rhythm dosing and I had to tweak it to where my biggest doses start at midnight. Is that strange? Yes. But when I was healthy, I was an early riser. I always worked 7A to 7P you know, at at the nursing home and all that. And I think I was just an early riser. So if you have a specific circadian rhythm, you're going to need to learn how to take your pills according to that. I did so much better when I had my larger doses starting in the evening or at at night, at midnight, and then I had a higher dose at 4 a.m. and then 7 a.m., and then it started to to slow down. Um, And if anybody wants to know my dosing schedule, I certainly tell it to you if you email me or or message me or something. But anyways, make sure you're, you're on the circadian rhythm dosing that works for you. Also, proper hydration and nutrition. I can't preach this enough. I look like a crazy person. I'm like a big baby, but this is what I drink. I drink three of these a day you have to keep properly hydrated and you have to eat right as an Addison's patient. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to go all bung ho and just eat lettuce, but you really need to, to make sure that you're giving your body what it needs. Because let me tell you, your body is fighting harder than most people's. So you need to give it the right tools and the right fuel. I'm not saying you'll cure Addison's with diet and nutrition, but you need to give your body its best shot to have it had to have your best life. So if you want to look like a big baby like me, you can get a water bottle. But really, hydration and nutrition is important. Also, stress dosing. Stress dosing is essential to this disease. If you are doing any kind of extra physical activity, you need to bump dose beforehand so you're not playing catch up. That's a lesson that I had to learn really, really hard. Um, I'm currently trying to lose weight and do some different things and i was getting so so sick during my workouts i say workouts i do sit to be fit like the old lady thing in my chair in my living room but hey that's a workout it works but anyways you need to stress those beforehand because when i wasn't i was just feeling sick afterwards even though i was only doing sit to be fit my body has been in such a state of you know inactivity due to my illness you know that I needed that. So you need to assess that before you're doing anything. And I'm not just talking about workouts. I'm talking about stressful situations. I'm talking about, you know, even sitting in church, I have to up those. And you really need to give your body what it needs. And I can't preach that enough. The steroid guilt thing needs to go. And in honor of Christy, I want us to just kind of delete that from our vocabulary because steroid guilt is not okay. It is not okay. People don't have this disease. Your endocrinologist doesn't have this disease. Your family members don't have this disease. So when somebody comes to you and says, oh, steroids, you look at them and you go, no. And you know why? Because this is not cool, and this is what I need to do for my body and for me. And in honor of my friend, Chrissy, I'm not. I'm going to ask you to not do that. So really, quality of life is the goal. To so make sure that you're having adequate dosing. And remember, there's no textbook dose. So if your endocrinologist comes to you and says, oh, well, you're on too high of a dose. And I'm not saying some people aren't. I was on too high of a dose for three months post-surgery. I was on 100 milligrams for three months, and I really majorly paid for that. So I'm not saying there aren't too high doses. I'm saying you need to find the right dose for you. There's too low of doses. There are too high of doses. And you only you can figure that out. Only you. Now work with your endocrinologist. Don't go rogue. But you have to figure out what's best for you. And I want to empower you to do that because, Maybe, maybe we'd have less deaths in this community if, if endocrinologists understood that we're all so different. And this disease is tough. We're replicating a body system artificially. We're trying to do something 24 seven that our bodies are meant to do naturally. So don't feel bad, no steroid guilt. I don't want anybody feeling guilty about anything. So also another thing that is imperative to managing this is your emergency injection. I want everybody watching this to make sure that you have at least two emergency injections on your person at all times. Because it is imperative that if anything happens, because you never know, you never know in life, you need to have it with you. And I'm not saying that to scare you and I'm not saying that to be gloom and doom, but preparation is the key to life. And when you have to have things for your illness, you need to be prepared, you need to have syringes, you need to have alcohol pads and you need to have your emergency injection. And honestly, I would type up a nice letter. If you want me to do it, I can send you one or your doctor can that says, my name is blah, blah, blah. I have AI and this is my shot and this is how you do it because you never know. You never know in life. So I would, I would caution you to definitely have that because that is imperative to managing this disease. And another thing that I want to just say is um, this whole mind over matter mindset, I want you guys to just kick out the window because we, as strong of a person as you are, as strong of a person as I am, as strong as anybody is, we are still bound by human flesh, unfortunately. And I'm not saying that you need to lay down and die with this disease, but I'm saying that you need to understand that you have to take care of yourself and it's okay to have limitations and it's okay to say no. That's something I really want to to preach, preach, really wants to convey is mind over matter is a great thing in some ways. Yes, you have to stay positive. And I will, you know, say that till, till the cows come home. My Southern is coming out there a little bit, but I will say that forever that you do have to stay positive, but staying positive doesn't mean forcing yourself into miserable situations. Like I feel like the people that aren't chronically ill just say, you know, oh, mind over matter, just, you know, Fake it till you make it. Well, if you fake it till you make it with adrenal insufficiency, you're gonna fake it till you're in the pool, and you're gonna fake it until you're in crisis, and that's not what I want. And I'm not. I'm. I'm saying that you can empower yourself to understand your limits, so you know. Okay, I'm gonna do this, but I have to do this instead. And example, this past weekend, um, my my brother's getting married, and so we had his wedding shower. And I, I live in Florida now, but I went to North Carolina and I flew home for the first time in a really long time and I had to get on this airplane and anybody that knows Winslow knows Winslow doesn't like heights, but I did it and, and I had to go through security. And ironically, the security guard had an insulin pump, which I have, you know, the cortisol pump and everything. So it was really nice and it was okay. But I knew that I was going to have to majorly up dose and I knew that I was going to have to set limitations. And so we got there Friday night. Well, Saturday was the wedding shower and it was supposed to start at two. Well, everybody was going over to the party venue beforehand to set up. But I knew if I went over to help set up, I was not going to be able to do the party. And so type A Winslow that is control freak and wants to do everything had to sit there and say, you know what, you guys go, you guys go set it up. You go set the food up. I'm going to have to stay back here and rest. And so while everybody else was working and getting the party ready, I was sitting at my house resting or at the house I was staying at resting. But you know what? I was able to enjoy the party and I saw people I hadn't seen in 30 years, 30 years, really long time. It felt like it's been 30 years, but I was able to do that because I said, you know what? I'm not going to push myself further than I can go. So let me just, just tell you that it's okay. It's okay to say, you know what? I need to take care of myself right now. And you do what's best for me. And I'm not saying be a selfish queen bee. I'm not saying be a brat. I'm not saying be a dominant awful witch. But I'm saying love yourself enough to give yourself what you need. And that includes medication. That includes rest. That includes, you know, your self-appreciation and your self-love. And one of the last things Christy said to me, and and I, I really, I hate that she passed on, but I know that she's, It was her time, and I know that she's watching over us. But one of the last things she said to me was, keep fighting. I love your spirit. And that was the thing about Christy, is that she always empowered everyone. She talked to, and she was such an uplifting person. And she, even on Facebook, even the things that she typed, she would put, like, bold letters and all this stuff and all these little emojis. And she loved Snapchat, and she was just such a light. And even up until her last moment, she was encouraging me. She was the one in the hospital. She was the one fighting broken bones and sepsis and all this stuff. And she was the one telling me to keep fighting that she loved my spirit and that's who she was. So adrenal community, I'm doing this tonight because I want to just encourage all of you that we're in this together and the adrenal alternatives foundation and, and me personally, we're here to make sure that everybody has what they need both physically and emotionally with this disease because it's tough. And I can honestly say that it, I feel like it took everything from me and I feel like it ruined my life, but you know what? I don't have a career anymore, but I have a calling. And that's the same thing for you. You have had to probably change a lot because of this disease, but you know what? It set you on a different course. And so you're on that course now. And so let me just encourage you to keep going keep walking that path. You're not alone. You're never alone on it. It's tough. It sucks. Trust me. Some days I want to, and I'm so glad I'm on this pump, but some days I want to rip it off of me and just be like, I want to be free. I don't want to be a cyborg anymore. But you know what? This is where we're at. And this is what we're doing. And this is why we're here. It's because we are adrenal warriors. And that's, that's just the cross that we were given to carry. So let me just encourage you that you're not alone and that you can do it. And let me just recap over what we talked about. If you're considering going off of steroids, determine your type of AI. Figure out what type you have. Figure out, you know, your definition. Because even I have had confusing things. I don't even know if I'm Addison's or CAH right now because I've got the markers for both, which is whack. But anyways, determine your specific type of AI. You need to find an endocrinologist that knows what they're doing. Good luck. Godspeed. You need to do it slowly. You need to have ACTH testing done consistently if you're trying to come up with steroids. If you're not, if you're just trying to manage this disease, quality of life is the goal. Please end steroid guilt in honor of Christy. I don't want that anymore from anyone. Do not allow anyone to say steroid guilt to you. Also make sure that you're on the right steroid for you. Redizone, dexamethasone, all that. Make sure you're on the right one. Make sure you're doing circadian rhythm dosing appropriate to your body. I want you guys to really think of this disease as, as kind of a monster that lives in your house. Like you can fight it every second of the day or you can kind of learn to tame the monster. Like it's gonna live in your house, it's gonna be there forever. You need to learn to feed it and to, you know, to keep it as calm as possible tame your monster tame your ai monster so basically i want to just reiterate that this is your disease but it doesn't have you you have addisons but it doesn't have you you are empowered and there's there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself self-care is not selfish so again thank you for tuning in this evening i'm winslow dixon with the adrenal alternatives foundation and if you need anything, my website is Winslowedixon.wordpress.com. You can also send me an email at inspire.fire@aol.com. So if you need anything, I'm here. And I appreciate those who tuned in. And just keep yourselves well. And self-care is not selfish. Wishing everybody hope, healing, and happiness. Good night.